This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers Radio. And our topic this time is going to be intention. And I think that intention is an incredibly powerful and also often misused um, skill or misunderstood. I think misunderstood might actually be a better uh, term than than misused. Um, so um, one of the things that can happen is, you know, with intention, we can use intention. Well, I had really good intentions, right? So it's a little bit of a write-off, you know, um, or can be at times. Um, or we can think, well, I, I had really clear intention. How come I didn't get the results that I, I wanted to get? Right. And so those are some of the, the, the problems that can come up as we're, as we're working um, with our intention. And, um, but I know for a fact that, um, really harnessing the, our, our, our focus, our intention, um, our intentionality is in, is huge in creating everything, all the different aspects of our life that we want, um, more satisfaction in um, our work and in our relationships and, and with ourselves. Because if you think about it, it's really about getting super clear, Right? It's like, it's like creating as, as clear of, um, as possible of a channel between yourself and what it is that you're wanting to create or see. Right? So any time that you do that, where you clear things out and you create a really, really direct path, your, your results are, are magnified. Your results, you really start to get very powerful, powerful results. So, um, one of the things that I thought would be a great place to start is really like, well, what is intention, right? Well, what, how can we actually just n- nail it as far as, um, a definition, right? So, so here are some things that I think are, are, are helping to define intention. So it's the energy that we focus on a desired outcome, whether that is a positive or negative outcome. So really key there, right, is that, you know, our intention, you know, we can have negative intentionality as well as positive intentionality. And um, sometimes that is actually the reason why we see uh, mixed results, right? I'm going to talk a, l- a little bit more about that. But um, so it's the energy that we focus on a desired outcome, whether that is a positive or a negative outcome, Um, it's also our conscious thoughts and feelings about an outcome. So it's what we're holding that we're aware of about what we're aware that we believe, that we think, that we feel about what it is that we want. And it's also our unconscious thoughts and feelings about an outcome. So it's the things that we're not aware of. 
Um, and those might be the, the habits, patterns, beliefs that have gotten in place throughout the, the course of our, our life that we haven't yet become aware of. And that's kind of the power of personal development work, right, is it takes some of those unconscious elements and it starts to bring it up to uh, consciousness so that then we can shift and change them. Right? And there, there are other methods for shifting kind of our unconscious, uh, our unconscious thought um, directly, you know, some like hypnosis or NLP or stuff like that. Um, the intention behind those methods is to actually shift the unconscious thoughts without actually needing to make them that conscious. Okay. So um, if we look at any kind of like when we're when we're looking at these more these these concepts these uh, techniques um, ways of being that are more holistic that are more advanced you know it's important to be able to look at them in their multi dimensional aspects and what I mean by that is that if we just have kind of a linear mindset about it. And we look at it as, you know, um, this is point A to point B, right? So um, I'm just, I'm using my intention to go from where I am now to get what it is that I want. And we, we, we lose sight of this sense of what it is that we're holding consciously and unconsciously, um, you know, the historical, you know, the history that we come from and um, all the other dimensions that can go into it, what happens is we don't get the results that we really want. So it's a little bit complicated to explain. But in essence, what I'm saying is, is that these skills like intention are more complex. And when we try to simplify them too much, we lose something in that process. There's something that is just not as um, effective. Right. And then one of the things that can happen from that is that we can then develop a new story about it. Like that isn't um, that doesn't really work for me. You know, I tried saying affirmations. I focused my intention. I did this thing and it didn't really work for me. Right. And, um, you know, there's probably nothing to this anyway. Right. There's a lot of different things that, that you can say to yourself as a result of having looked at something in a more limited way. So when you bring in that complexity, when you start to look at it as a multidimensional phenomenon, then you can start to say, okay, I've got this piece of it. I've got this part of the skill, but I don't have this other part of the skill over here. So I'm aware of my conscious thoughts. I know how to focus them, but maybe I don't really have this sense of what's going on unconsciously for me. Right? Maybe I've wanted to avoid some things that are going on unconsciously for me. Or maybe I'm so preoccupied with, with diving into what it is that I can't see that I've lost sight of really setting my intention and focusing myself as I, as I move forward. Okay. So, so I, I want to just say that one more time, which is that when you're looking at these more, I'm just going to call them more advanced skills, it's really important that you're looking at the multidimensional or complex nature of them in order to be able to apply them as much as possible. So I, I just want to address a little bit, like, why is it that we sometimes don't get what we want? That's kind of where I'm going right here is, you know, we'll, I've used this intention or I haven't used intention or it's never been effective for me or wherever you wind up on the continuum of experience. 
it's there, you know, there are some kind of quick and easy um, reasons for that. And what's wonderful about this, as soon as you start to get a sense, oh, this is a complex issue, right? And, but it's also definable. There's a lot of experience that we have, whether it's our own life experience, whether it's other people who have kind of done down, gone down this path and started to work and, and understand things for themselves. Um, you know, when you recognize that there is actually a map, um, you can make adjustments to certain areas and see drastically better results. And that is usually that kind of approach to saying, oh, okay, it's, it's like, yes, this is something that will work for me. I've got, you know, uh, four fifths of it, but this one fifth of it, um, I haven't figured out. So let me focus there. And when you can have that kind of deliberate focus in the area that's not working, then um, you get really huge, awesome results. So that's something that I always try to do with my clients. A lot of times they have a lot in place, but there's one little critical piece that they don't have in place that's making all the difference for them. Right. So once you see it, it's always an exciting moment. You know, I say awareness, awareness, awareness first, but once you see it, it's a wonderful moment because that is where you actually have it in your hand and you're able to then do something differently. So reasons why you don't get what you want when you're using your intention, you're really focused on what it is that you want. Okay. So one of them is that, um, we can have lots of unconscious thought that opposes our conscious thought, right? Um, so what, what that means is I say, um, I really want to create, you know, a loving and satisfying relationship, right? And I want that so much and I can be really clear about how much I want it. I can even see it. If you ask me to list it, I could list down the characteristics of it. It's like, I'm so clear on what it is. It's like, and, and my intention for wanting it is so clear, right? And I'm frustrated, continually frustrated by the fact that that's not something that I have. Right. So whatever it is, you can substitute whatever you want for for that, like what I used as a relationship. Right. And then when you look inside. What you can see is that, um, you know, or what you can't see, but what you might be able to see after some work is what are the unconscious thoughts that are actually opposing that. Right. So let me see if I can get you into how you start to expose an unconscious thought. Right. Um, because it, a lot of times what happens, there's those big aha moments, but a lot of times there's a lot of work before those big aha moments where you kind of like chip away at the things that have kept it, you know, down in the dark. But um, when, when you become aware of sort of, um, you know, when something from the unconsciousness comes to the consciousness, one of the ways to be, um, to know that you're on the right track is actually a feeling that you get. Okay. So, um, so you learn how to track yourself and what you could call that is like a resonance or, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, sense, yeah, you know, I don't even know why that's right, but there's something really right about that. I can feel it. I can feel that shift in me. Or sometimes it can feel like even um, a feeling of anxiousness um, because it's like, oh, wow, that's, I think that that's right. You know, 
And then it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, you, you've started to see the form and, you know, you're, you're, you're slowly turning up the lights on it or you're slowly digging it out. So you kind of get a sense that there's something there and then you start to, to bring it out a little bit more. And that's once again, that can be really helpful to have, you know, uh, you, someone there to sort of help you bring it up to the surface. And the thing is, is, you know, it's not super important that you get it absolutely right. Right. This is one of the things about this is that there are, there are some really solid shortcuts when it comes to bringing up unconscious material. Has been wonderfully, wonderfully done by lots of psychologists throughout history is they've been able to say, Hey, look, we're seeing some themes here. We're seeing some stuff that frequently influences other people. And, and so we can rely on that a little bit. Of course, once again, we always want to check that that's true and right for us, but there's a way that having those sort of foundational patterns available to us at this point in time makes it easy to easier to uncover what's what's underneath so let's just say if you are feeling really um, positive and that you are you know you're aware consciously of what it is that you want and you're using that kind of consciousness to direct your um, direct your attention, then um, if you are not getting what you want, okay, so then it's time to take a look, right? You could say, chances are there's something else going on here. <laughs> That's the clue. You don't have to go any further than that. If, you know, if those, if the conscious pieces are in place and you're not getting what you want, well, then something else is going on, right? So we have to look somewhere else besides the the conscious piece of things. Um, and that's when you can start the inquiry into, okay, well, is there something that I'm not aware of? You know, and you, you, you know, that you can get into um, looking at, you know, what were you taught while you were growing up or what kind of experiences did you have, um, you know, through, throughout your life? Or, um, you know, what is it that you can see that the people who are really influential in your life, what they believe that you might have just kind of taken on, right? What is it that your, your culture or your, um, your community believes that you might also have taken on? Right. One, um, look at, you know, what, what, are, what are you feeding yourself with? Right. Because we can be feeding our our un our unconsciousness as much as our consciousness. So if you're looking at it, let's go back to the relationship example. If you're somebody that wants um, a relationship, but you are totally fascinated with TV shows that have to do with betrayal, broken hearts, people, you know, longing, unrequited love, things like that. Well, that is actually a really good indicator that there's something else going on. Right. Because that that fascination is it's speaking to you in some way. So that's a good way to kind of get in and get underneath um, uh, what it is that is, you know, what's under the surface. OK, so um, let's see what else we'll do here. Um, and so that is we have we have these unconscious thoughts and that are in opposition to our conscious thoughts. 
And then what happens is, is they either create what we don't want, or they just don't get us any closer to what it is that we do want. However, we want to categorize that. And so the the purpose there is to start to use our skills of looking at, you know, what it is that we're attracted to, what kind of environments we've been in, all of that, in order to start to bring up some of that unconscious material up more to the surface. Okay, so that is kind of the first step around this. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about some other things that kind of get in our way and then what we can do about it um, eventually um, towards the end of the show. But for right now, it's time for a commercial break. And um, if you have any questions or anything like that, I would love for you to call in. Happy to answer them. And um, I'll talk to you right after the break. is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Author and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers, and we've been talking about intention, and um, specifically, you know, what intention is, 
And then what is it that gets in the way of our being able to really use um, our intention to create what it is that we want? And one of the things that I was bringing up before the break was about um, our unconscious versus our conscious thoughts and how to start to pull out some of those unconscious thoughts so that we can sort of clear the way, clear that channel, so to speak, and start creating more of what it is that we want. Okay. So my next one for reasons why you don't get what you want is that even though you might spend more time on crafting, you might spend some time, sorry, spend some time crafting a positive intention, you might actually spend more time on your negative intention. So this is, this is really great. I'm going to give you such an easy example to see this. Say you want to change something in your life, right? And you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use like an affirmation or an image or something like that to kind of focus me in the direction that I want to go. And you do that. Mm, Let's say you do that even five minutes a day. Okay. And that's, that's a long time. So say you do that five times a day and that's a wonderful, first of all, I just want to say that's a wonderful, wonderful start. And, um, and you know, you, you will see results eventually, but what happens is if, if the rest of your day, right, you're actually thinking in a negative way, um, what's the result going to be? You just compare that time, even if we're not going to do your sleeping time, right? Let's just take a 12 hour day and five minutes of it. You focused on something positive and the rest of the time you're back thinking about all the different ways. You're finding so much proof for it, right? Um, You can find proof that our life isn't easy because we get stuck in a traffic jam or, you know, something doesn't work out the way that that we want. Or, you know, um, we can do proof that we're not going to have the relationship that we want because, um, you know, uh, we haven't found it yet or because, you know, we just experienced something that we don't like in relationship, right? Or so... What can happen is that, you know, we we set out with really good intentions to focus on this, you know, positive um, intention to create what it is that we want. But um, by default, we're living the um, negative intention more frequently. So we're actually hammering that in. That's why when people are trying to make changes like this, especially ones that are really, really locked in for them, you know, uh, a, a belief that's so strong, it's come, you know, from all of those different places that we're talking about, you know, family, community, culture, it's in the media, all of that kind of stuff. So someone who is really looking to change something that is that strongly uh, locked in in a negative way, you need to spend a significant amount of time doing it. And so I look at what are the passive ways that you can do that. So that can be um, listening to, uh, you know, uh, positive tapes, you know, you can do that, you know, when, when you're traveling, or when you're, um, when you're traveling or when it is that you are um, sleeping or um, any time at all 
You know, you can put them, you can put positive statements on your wall. You can actually, you know, have, you know, your screensaver be something positive. Really, any way that you can start to bring in this positive intention so that you're tipping the balance in the direction of really being focused on what it is that you, um, that, that you want. Okay. So I believe that there's a caller. There's a caller. It's Deborah from Boston calling in. Um, let's see if I can get connected with her here. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good morning or afternoon, wherever you happen to be. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm not that far from you. I'm actually in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, wow. Providence, Rhode Island. My daughter goes to school by there. She goes to yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Um, now, I have a question, and it's all, it's all about, you know, being positive. Now, it's, it is really kind of, and this isn't being negative, but it's just kind of realistic, being positive 100% of the time. And I was kind of, you know, I was listening to some of the things that you were saying about, you know, listening to, positive, you know, things during the night or when you're sleeping. And I listen to this radio station a lot. I mean, every night I put it on or I put on something that's my podcast from the radio station. Uh Or, um, you know, even my computer, I do have um, positive affirmations going through there. I've had that for a while. Um, But sometimes... You can be driving, and if you've ever driven in Boston, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know. I've been in Boston. (laughs) And Uh people can bring your lower worlds out in a snap, you know, and it's really kind of hard to get back to where you were. Uh So my question is, I mean, that to me, that is my worst time driving. And I mean, since I've been listening to this radio station in the last year, I really have seen my entire life change so much. I have a very negative sister who's also changing kind of through me, you know, because she's still in love with Mm -hmm. me. But there are times when... I just don't think so. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, you know, having an expectation that we're going to do anything a hundred percent of the time is, is uh, you can let go of that. Right. Because, you know, part of being, you know, happier, healthier, all of that stuff is to be able to have acceptance for all of who we are. And sometimes that's Mm -hmm. going to be grumpy and that's okay. What it is that we want to do is tip the balance in the direction more and more of being in a positive state. So mm-hmm. there's a few different things that can come up when in your particular example. One is that um, the 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 traffic, for example, can mm-hmm. be activating something under the surface that you need to resolve. So this is a deeper frustration that you have um, about your life. Um, or some aspect of your life, or even an unresolved feeling that you've been carrying with you for a while that the traffic is activating. So that's one piece. The other piece of it is 
really, you know, it's like we're tested in those circumstances where we're frustrated. And, um, and by tested, I mean, we have uh, a challenging situation to make a, to- a choice about how we want to be. And so the question I would ask myself in that situation is, is being frustrated right now serving me in any way? Mm. And, right? Does it make the yeah. traffic go away? Right? Does it allow mm-hmm. me to blow off steam about work? Right? So one would be like, well, it doesn't make the traffic go away. Maybe I want to put it down. Does it allow me to blow off steam about work? Well, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it actually has a healthy thing. I get a little frustrated. I feel good by the time I get home. Right? Or maybe mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, I get frustrated and more frustrated. When I get home, I'm even m- more wound up. So is there any kind of positive reason or is there anything useful about being um, in this kind of negative space. And if there isn't, am I willing to choose looking at it differently? Like, look at this spaciousness, this time that I have, if I don't pay attention to the traffic and I allow myself just to have this time, what might I think about? What kind of conversation would I like to have with myself? What would be a wonderful thing for me to bring in? Is there a type of music? Could I listen to a book on tape? Could I turn on the radio? Right? Mm -hmm. How could I craft this time so that it is actually enjoyable for me rather than labeling it? This is, you know, a bad time. I'm in traffic and everybody hates traffic. And therefore, I'm miserable right now with all these other miserable people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see what, I see exactly what you're saying. I, I do. I, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, just kind of turn it around. Yeah, ask your, so, so there's a few different things. So, you know, one is, like, when I ask the first piece, which is, um, you know, is, is this serving you in some way? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the things that frustrate you, are they allowing something for it to happen? So that's like a real question right now is like, yeah. you know, when you're getting angry like that, do you have other areas of your life that you're not satisfied with that are kind of coming out in these situations? Is that true for you or not? Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I would say, yeah, of course there are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so what I would look at then, if that's true, is I would say, okay, well, you know, um, is there anything that I can do about those situations that are bothering me? that then might result in it making it easier for me to deal with something like tra- uh, um, traffic. So go to the source of the real problem and make the changes there. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like um, that sounds like it is a very good idea because uh, I'm actually working on all of that, all of those particular things right now. I am. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're not getting as resolved as quickly, so that's probably why traffic really upsets me but um right. yeah i do try to look a lot so of a, um, positive as, po- as positive as pers- uh, possible just think of it it's like oh when i'm in traffic this is reminding me that there are things that i'm not satisfied in with my life and if i didn't have this discomfort then i might lose track of the fact that there are things that i really want to change right mm, that's yeah Right. So now, since I have this time where I'm aware of the fact that there are things that I'd like to change, Mm 
Maybe I can't completely change those cir- circumstances, but what can I do right now? Mm, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a lot of sense. That does. It makes a lot of sense. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well, I think that that's good, some good stuff to start with. And, you know, thanks for calling in. It's been great speaking with you. Yes, I didn't know you were so close. I yeah, you know, right down the road. Oh, wow. Really? Really? Okay, well, great. Thanks again. All right. All righty. So um, that was great. That was Deborah from from Boston. And, um, you know, for anybody else that's listening from Boston, understands what Boston traffic is like, you know that that is definitely um, a very good place to practice um, having positive intention because it will challenge you for sure. So, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about actually some of the things that I'm bringing up here. So, uh you know, a little bit around crafting a positive intention, but sometimes maybe spending more time on the negative intention, but even more this next one. You fail to see possibilities because you're focusing on what you don't want, right? So the way that I brought that up was if you're focused on the traffic, if you're focused on how annoying it is that things are, you know, that you're not getting, you know, home or wherever you want or, you know, what have you, people are cutting you off or not letting you in, that kind of thing. Um, if you're focused on that, then you can lose sight of what the possibilities are. The possibilities are you, you still have your own mind. Um, you still have your own emotional experience. You can listen to whatever it is that you want on the radio. You can spend time, you know, thinking about or finding new and creative solutions for aspects of your life. You, you know, it's like these are all things that you can do to cultivate a positive experience while you are in this what could be considered a negative experience. And that is true in so many situations that we we really start to get, um, you know, limited by paying such close attention to what it is that we really don't want to have happen. Um, so when you find yourself kind of locked in to a negative experience, and it does feel like that, um, sometimes is that it's like consumed by a negative experience, then that becomes the opportunity to say, okay, well, you know, what else could be true here? What other type of experience could I create? So in a, a commuter example, if I wanted to have the best possible experience commuting, knowing that I'm going to be spending at least a, a few hours of my day that way, what would I do during that time? You know, how would I like to spend my time? Is that just, you know, relaxing, listening to some music? Is that, you know, um, educating myself on something? You know, what is it? You know, would it be better if I commuted with someone? You know, there's what are the things that would kind of create that more optimal experience? And, and once we start to think that way about stuff that, you know, this, this sky becomes a limit in many, in many cases where we're able to just step into like, oh, okay. It didn't really actually have to be that way. It can be, it can be a, a, a better experience, you know, um, 
example for me is actually I, I very easily get um, sort of motion sickness. So a lot of times when I'm traveling, I'm kind of unhappy about it. Um, and so one of the things that I did while I was traveling would um, be to have whether they're um, guided visualizations or self-hypnosis or something positive that I would be able to put in and just allow myself to relax. And I'd sort of be in like a little bit of a twilight state. And, um, you know, that would give me the sense that I was using that time in a way that was really productive and healthy and more enjoyable than um, what it would feel like otherwise. Um, so anything that is negative or uncomfortable is actually an opportunity for uh, is really an opportunity for um, creativity. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that after the break. So um, if you would like to call in, the telephone number is 877-230-3062, 877-230-3062. And we'll be back right after the break um, talking about intention. your chance to be part of the show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests again that number is 877-230-3062 author and educator dr kate signer wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion with 18 years in the field of personal development a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. 
To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com. This is Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers Radio. And before the break, we were talking about intention and specifically some of the things that get in the way of our intention um, or intention serving us the way that we would like it to. So um, I was talking on um, uh, crafting a positive intention, spending time doing that. Um, spending more time doing that than you do on your negative intention, which takes a while when you've had a habit of thinking about things in a really negative way. Um, so um, really recognizing that and recognizing that, you know, it's like a muscle, you're, you're flexing it in order to become more skillful at being positive. And then also um, this idea that if you uh, sometimes you fail to see possibilities because you are focusing so directly on what it is that you're not wanting. Right. So, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit more and I've been doing that as we go, but I want to talk a little bit more about what it is that we can do to start to uncover some of this. Um, sort of like uncover, not uncover. I want to talk a little bit more about what we can do in order to change these situations, right? So, um, you know, how can we work with our unconscious opposition or the disproportionate time that we're using on positive versus negative or um, look at how we can deal with the, um, the failure to see possibilities, Right. And um, so with the unconscious opposition, you know, what I was was saying about it before is that, you know, by its very nature, it's difficult for us to deal with it because we're not aware of it. Right. So as soon as we're aware of it, it is no longer unconscious opposition. It becomes conscious opposition and we can approach it that way. We can start making deliberate changes, um, whether that's reframing our beliefs um, or, um, you know, just focusing on, you know, creating alternatives or, um, you know, getting, um, you know, imagining new ways of being. Those kind of things are, are changes in our sort of conscious our conscious self. So in our unconscious, the unconscious op- opposition, um, we, we want to be able to pull up what might be active under the surface. Right? And that's where, I mean, I highly recommend if, you know, this is something that you're not doing at this point in time and, you know, you want to see a change, you feel like there might be some things that are under the surface that are holding you back. I highly recommend doing some kind of personal development work, um, whether that is, you know, a, a group process or individual work, because, you know, the unconscious material, especially when you're first starting out, is most easily um, changed with support um, from another person. Okay. But one of the things that I've also seen be very helpful for people is just educating themselves around a specific type of a topic. So in other words, if you have challenges with your, your boundaries, 
reading um, books that are related to be able to set clear boundaries or what gets in the way of being able to set clear boundaries. A very helpful one would be like um, the classic codependent no more can be really helpful for people um, who have a difficult time setting limits and boundaries with other people. Right? So that would be a way of kind of becoming more educated about a certain type of problem that a lot of people have. And then you can start to see it in your own behavior. And then that can allow you to pull up some of what's under underneath that, you know, has kind of been holding that in place. Right. So that would be, say, around um, boundaries. And when it is around, say, something like, you know, creating, um, you know, more, you know, wealth and prosperity in your life. Right. Looking at a resource that helps people see why um, they might be blocked to that. Whether that is, you know, redefining what wealth means. Um, or understanding more about, you know, uh, you know, who are the people who feel more comfortable with um, handling, you know, say money um, or affluence, and why are they comfortable with that? What are some of the effects that uh, not you know, having come from, say, poverty or, you know, some economically challenged position, you know, what are the effects that that might have on a person over time? And then reading about those things, once again, starts to bring up and 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 help you be more aware of what kind of unconscious elements might be at play. Right. So pretty much any area that you think that you might be challenged with, if you root around in there and find a couple of good things to read or to listen to, um, that is is going to um, help for sure. And then as far as the amount of time that we spend, right, the like that disproportionate amount of time between our, our positive and our negative, I, I think that Deborah brought up something really, really great, and it's it's so important as we try to switch to being positive is is staying on our own side, which means that it's not about perfection. It's not about a hundred percent of the time. It is about um, being leaning more and more in the direction of what it is that we want. And um, it's a process. It's a, it's a, it's to you know, and what aids that process and actually you know makes it move more quickly and makes it more enjoyable along the way is our willingness to be on our own side. So that is to say, hey, you know, no matter where I am right now, it's good. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking steps in the right direction. And I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I'm moving in that direction rather than I didn't get it right or I haven't gotten it right or, you know, when am I going to get it right or all those things that kind of take some of the excitement or, um, you know, feelings of success out. So that, um, and being, first of all, being willing to be on our side and being willing to be supportive of, of ourself wherever we are helps. It helps with being more positive right there. You know, that's going to um, magnify your efforts just to be on your own side. 
And then you're looking at all the different ways that you can do it. And, you know, I, I thought it was really wonderful when we were talking about the, um, the traffic because it's such a great example of, um, you know, a situation where you can use that. It's like it can take so much out of your life and you can use it to put so much into your life just by adding consciousness and willingness. So, um, you know, when you find areas like that, that are, are, could kind of add such a strong amount of negativity in, and you can do something to make them more positive, you've really gone a long way in, in changing the amount of time you're spending being positive versus negative. Another important thing about that is sometimes when people are trying to be positive, this goes along with the 100% thing, but sometimes when people are trying to be positive, they push it a little bit too hard, right? So um, there's a fine line between, you know, moving yourself in a more positive direction and forcing yourself into being sort of fake positive in order to um, uh, not be negative, right? And, uh, and what happens here is we lose kind of our authenticity. So at the point where you really find that you're connected, um, like really kind of connected in with that negativity, it is a really good idea to like accept that. Like I said, that's that, you know, not 100%. It's, it's okay. Wherever you're finding yourself at the moment, even if it's a very negative place, and you know, consciously, intellectually, you know that it could be different. By being willing to accept it and learn more about what it is that you're needing in that moment um, or where that negativity is coming from, how you can release it by, by getting those things that actually allows you to have an authentic transformation to a more positive space versus trying to take sort of like positive messages or, um, you know, anything like that and sort of like almost cram them down from the top, right? It's just like, I will be positive right now. I'm going to find a way to be positive, even though I'm like seething inside. That doesn't really work. At the point where you've gone to where you're seething inside, it's actually really important to learn more about that, to transform that. And then from there, you are freer to have um, a more positive uh, a more positive perspective. So I'm hoping that that makes sense because that actually is a, a really um, critical thing around this positive intention. That if you try to um, go too far in your thinking, you try to go too far from Felix, like, like I said, like seething, angry, you know, and the, everything is horrible. And all of a sudden you try to go to, you know, I love this and this is awesome. And this is the best two hours of traffic I've ever had. It's really inauthentic and you can feel it inside and it doesn't really get the traction that you, you want to get. So, um, it's, it is important to walk yourself out of that in a way that, uh, is just, more real, which is that, you know, sometimes we're just genuinely frustrated and that acceptance and then taking another step into, in the direction of being more positive. 
Okay. Um, so in our kind of our final stretch here, looking at um, what it is that we can do about when we're focused too much on the negative. And um, this, like, so what it limits, and what I was saying is what it, what it limits our ability to be creative, right? So when we're focused on what's happening in a, in a negative way, it's like, it's like that focus, that's our raw material. That's what we're able to, um, that's what we're able to kind of grab a hold of and to work with and to see like how we want to create a reality. It's all part of like, ugh, you know, it would be like the traffic. I'm trapped in this car. You know, I'm stuck here. I can't be home doing the things that I want. I'm not at work getting things done. I'm, you know what I mean? Like th that becomes the, the raw material that we have to work with. And um, what we want to be able to do is recognize that, you know, that actually is just the negative material that we have to work with. But maybe we have all these other things that we would be able to focus on instead. Um, and that's where I was saying, you know, what is it you could play on the radio or, you know, listening to a book on, um, you know, or anything like that, that you start to say, oh, OK, if I step back from this, what other things and you can be factual about it. You don't even when you realize that you're being negative uh, and look, you could actually and say, oh, OK, well, these are the things that I'm looking at. Let's just be factual. What else is here at this moment? Okay, I've got me, I've got my mind, I've got my emotions, I have the sound system, you know what I mean? It's like I have my, I have my phone, I have, you know, what are the things that I have in my environment that I can start to be creative with, right? Because it might be too much to think, of, oh, yeah, but once you start just looking at, okay, here are the facts, what would it mean to create something good for myself here? What would that look like with these different things? then, you know, once again, you're getting into a creative mind where you can start to generate a different type of experience for yourself. So, you know, in general, cultivating this positive intention is really key to being able to create the life that you want for yourself. And when you learn how to use it, it's such a powerful tool. And so this is one of the things that I focus on a lot in my life work community program is learning how to make the shifts and adjustments that you need to make in order to really be able to master your intentionality and create the life that you want to create. Um, so here we are at the top of the hour. I've really enjoyed being with you here today, and I look forward to connecting again um, next week on Real Answers. Um, thanks for joining me. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.